How can saying no to cake be a reflection of living loved? Stay tuned to find out. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. We are on week three, which is our final week of the Living Love series, and we are diving deeper into 1 John 4. And today we're going to look at what it means to live from a place of being deeply loved. But first, Janae, tell me, how did Thrive Thursday go? Well, it was another successful Thrive Thursday. And if you're new with us, I am a life and leadership coach, and Thrive Thursday is on the third Thursday of each month. And this past week, I talked about tackling boundaries. It's not too late to get those free tips that I offered. And there is also a question and answer time that was at the end, and you can get the recording part of this. But all you have to do is sign up for my Thrive newsletter. And you can do that through my website. And the link will be in the newsletter coming up. I also would like to tell you, uh, listeners, if you are interested in following me on my Facebook and Instagram pages, JSC, those are my initials, Janae Shatley Camp. So JSC, Life and Leadership Coaching. And I do what I call Thrive Thinking Post to help encourage you throughout your week. See, I love that because as we all know, social media is really mostly bad, right? And yet we all still spend some time on it, Mm -hmm. me included. But when you're already in those scrolling moments and then something comes up that's actually really beneficial or helps you move towards a goal, it it redeems that time a little. So thank you for those. I love that. Well, we want to encourage you to stay around until the end because we are going to reveal a few more pieces about our Easter series that's coming up and we are very excited about that. So here's a quick recap of the last two weeks. And when I say quick, I mean the last two weeks are about 20 minutes long and this is going to be 20 seconds. So please go back and listen if you have not had a chance. But we were talking about the source and the internal results of living love. So in week one, it was about that real source of our love not anyone or anything from this world, but from God. And then week two, we talked about internal results that we see when we live from the truth that we are living loved. And this week, we are going to take a look at the external changes that we're going to see. It's, it's external evidence, really, of what happens when we come from a place of living loved. And again, this series has been based out of 1 John chapter 4. So we encourage you to go to the blog for further study on Living Loved, where you can get more in-depth with some of these points that we are making. So the first outside evidence of Living Loved we find from 1 John chapter 4 is in verse 7, and it is, we will love one another. Verse 7 says, let us continue to love one another. And it basically goes on to say, if we're not about loving one another, we're not children of God, Mm. and that we don't know God if we don't love others. That's pretty strong. strong. Yeah, Yeah. strong language. Yes. So how we love others is a direct outpouring of God loving us. We will take every relationship we have to God and consider what his type of love would look like. This also means we will look beyond our current relationships and how we can respond with love to others. 
we come in contact with and respond in love to those whom we may deem unlovable. Well, and I think that word unlovable is a little tricky because it can be defined a number of different ways. It doesn't necessarily just mean someone you don't like, right? Mm -hmm. It could be someone who intimidates you, makes you angry, makes you tired, someone who's mean. What about that person that believes drastically different from you? Does that make someone feel unlovable? And I'll just say nothing speaks louder to the watching world than when we love someone who is unlovable. And that just shows God is doing something different in us. We are living loved so we can give his love to the unlovable. That's right. Well, I also feel like we need to make sure our definition of love looks like God's definition. Because again, the world has a few going right now. Yeah, a few of those definitions. You know, look to Jesus for your role model and all throughout um, the, the word. But Jesus taught us that the first and greatest commandment is to love God with our whole being, every mm. piece of ourselves but that the second is like it. We are to love our neighbor as ourselves. And here I would say for those who struggle with boundaries or feel maybe compelled to do more than what they are really called to do, more out of maybe a sense of guilt or it's at the expense of their family, you know, our love tends to get watered down if we don't pay attention to that as ourselves piece of that verse. Mm -hmm. Super important. God's love is healthy and pure. Now, it doesn't mean that there's not sacrifice involved. Oftentimes there is, but it's not necessarily at the expense of your own health where you're spreading yourself so thin that you're unable to really give your best. And even in that, it probably comes across on your face. (laughs) We don't hide it as well as we think we do, right? (laughs) You know, so when we are coming from a place of living loved, We need to think of coming from a strong place, not an exasperated place. Uh, That's really good. I mean, we're one piece into this on the external evidence. And I'm like, okay, God, how can you apply that? How How can I walk in that more in my life of living loved in you? Um, Well, there's more. Verse 14 says, furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. And the word testify in the Greek is Martureo, which Ooh. is a very Spanish sounding Greek word, but you that's the that. way the guy said it. You did that so well. He rolled his R. He rolled his R, okay. yeah. So if you guys are ever wondering how we kind of know how to say this, if you go to blueletterbible.org and you search something, when you click, it'll it'll actually say the Greek word for you when you dig down into it. So we're not coming up with oh, these ourselves. Our secrets out. That's okay. <laughs> we're, we're all about sharing. Yes. But that word, testify, means to be a witness, to bear witness, to affirm that one has seen or heard or experienced something or that he knows it because it was through divine revelation or experience, inspiration, or to give and not keep back a testimony. So this means that we do need to be using our mouths, right? To tell others about the love of Christ. We are to testify out loud. But it also can mean to give and not keep back testimony around the idea of like taking credit maybe for something. God is giving you a gift or a talent. And instead of somebody celebrating that and you taking that, you you go, no, this is something God has done in me. He has enabled me to do this. It gives him the glory. 
And this naturally flows out of us much easier when we're living loved because we are not grabbing at every accolade and accomplishment, stuffing it into us to go, this is my worth. See, I'm good because I did these things. No, God's doing it. Our worth, our love is found in him. Yes. Yes. Well, and continuing on, the the next example of outside evidence of living loved comes from verse 16, and we will rely on God's love, basically. Um, It says in verse 16, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. And, you know, at first glance, you may think, well, relying seems like an internal piece that maybe should have been included on last week, but really relying on God's love is it is active in the moment when we're going in to have that hard conversation. We need to tap right in. We need to dip into God's love to help us carry us through whatever the scary thing is that we feel like God's leading us to do or whatever we need to do. We are tapping into that love. We are not going to do it out of fear, but we are going to do it from a place of His love. So our relying on God will directly impact our actions of loving others, uh, how we may speak up about God and all that we do, really. The very fact that we rely on God's love is a testimony Mm -hmm. to God. Well, for me, this looks like tapping into the truth we talked about last week when we talked about that lasso of truth. Mm -hmm. And then that first week, we talked about the bleeding woman who came to Jesus at great risk. And it says in the word that she kept telling herself, if I only touch his garment, if I only touch his garment. So she was repeating over and over to herself the truth that she believed And to me, that's what relying on God's love looks like. So when I'm in that place of, uh, you know, maybe fears trying to take over or I need to do that hard thing, whatever it is, there's, there's so many moments throughout the day where I need to rely on God's love. And that means tapping into, dipping into the truth in that moment. Who is God for me in that moment? Is he faithful? He's the God who sees me. He sees my pain. He sees my heart. He's the God who forgives me. He loves me unconditional. Whatever that is, I'm reminding myself of these truths and relying on it, telling ourselves the truth over and over. You know, what helps us tell ourselves the truth over and over is the next one that we're going to discuss. In verse 17, the word says, And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. And so we become more like Jesus. And I even think this verse joins really well with the verse we read last week about the Holy Spirit's internal work in us from verse 13. So I'll refresh us on that one too. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. So as we walk with the Holy Spirit and it's enabling us, we become more like Jesus. And this, there's a fancy word for this called sanctification. What I love is we have some really clear indications from scripture as to what it looks like on the inside and outside of us when we do this well. And those come from Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
This fruit of the spirit has always been a favorite thought of mine when it comes to the Bible and about who it says we are. We have a friend named Wanda. She always cracks me up. She says she's a fruit inspector. (laughs) And it's this idea that the way that we act and speak and talk with people, all of that should reflect this truth and these fruits. That's how people know we are believers. In fact, it says that they will know that we are his disciples by how we love one another. So we should be people who are able to lead with love. We should reflect joy. Our lives can remain peaceful even in the chaos. We should be willing to extend patience when really all we want to do is like rip somebody's head off. (laughs) Our actions should give off kindness. We should radiate goodness. We should live faithfully with God and others. We should have gentleness as a part of our character and we should walk in self-control. Now that might seem like a lot and I'm glad. It sounds awesome, but it does sound like a lot. Really glad it's the Lord who does those things in (laughs) us. Um, And I know for me, some of those pieces maybe come a little bit more naturally. Like the big spot that God is always having to work on with me is self-control. And so I am someone who tends to say yes to something and then I think about the impact of it. And I think that's a self-control issue. And so God is growing that fruit in me. Right now it's a bud, I think. <laughs> you know, somebody comes to me, Amy, this important thing needs to be done, be done. And I want to be helpful. So I say yes. And then I have to figure out how I actually can manage my time around that thing. Or Amy, here's a delicious piece of cake. And I say yes, because I love cake. Um, but then maybe I start to think about, I've already had sugar today and I didn't maybe make the best food choices the day before. So again, however we move through this life, as we seek to know Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit, we will become more like him, like our verse says, and people will look at our lives to be able to see that fruit. They can be fruit inspectors on us because his spirit is flowing out of us. That's right. And, you know, there's the verse that says we are being made perfect. So there's some some great wiggle room in there. Lots of room to grow. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, listener... As we wrap up this Living Loved series, we would like for you to think about where are you in living loved? Where do you need to grow? And it would be our hope that you would lean in, look at those pieces, allow the Holy Spirit to continue to grow in you more and more so that you can come from a place of living loved. So now, We would like to talk to you about our Easter series. It is starting in March. It'll be a five-week series. And what we wanted to tell you this week is that Holy Week will fall right in the middle of it. And we're going to do what we did last year. Um, We'll do our regular episode on Monday as a part of the series, but then we're going to do small reflections on that Tuesday through Friday to help lead you in Holy Week and get your mind set in that place. And during that week, as a part of our Praying Through It series, which is the name of the Easter series, we will be looking at Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane because he had to pray himself through his situation. We're looking forward to sharing that with you. Absolutely. Now to end our time together, I'm going to read Romans 8, 38, and 39. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. 
Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To go deeper with the blog, visit godswordgiveshope.com. For more information on coaching with Janae, visit janaeshatleycamp.com. And to partner with us to help make God's Word Gives Hope possible, visit our website and click the Give button. Thank you.